From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, September 10th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Officials at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base near Dayton say reports of hearing gunshots led to the four-hour lockdown and security sweep of the base that began just after 9 o'clock last night. Tino Ramos has the latest. Officials are saying that two people were actually inside the National Air and Space Intelligence Center when they heard the noise. At that point, they reported it, and the base went immediately on lockdown. They tell us about 100 people were working in the building at the time, and security began doing a sweep of that building. And began methodically clearing the facility room by room by room. Again, large facility, lots of secure spaces. It required some time to get access to all of those spaces. They never did find a threat. Nobody was hurt, but they're still trying to figure out what that noise was. In Fairborn, Tino Ramos. President Joe Biden is requiring companies with more than 100 workers to mandate coronavirus vaccines for their workers or implement regular testing. Will Uick has more. Along with expanding vaccinations, the six-point plan includes further protecting the vaccinated, keeping schools safely open, and increasing testing and mask requirements. Now the question is, is it legal? The White House creating an agenda and branch agencies kind of moving that forward, that is not unprecedented. Legal experts like Tara Coleman say this should hold up under the Constitution and precedents, but it's likely to be tested by some private companies. I'm Will Uick. In south-central Ohio's Pike County, Waverly City schools are closed because of increasing COVID-19 cases. Clay Gordon reports. 39% of the district was out on Thursday, including both students and staff. Students will attend classes virtually next week so schools can be cleaned up. The district says masks will be mandatory when in-person learning resumes. I'm Clay Gordon. Thousands of flags were placed outside of the Ohio State House yesterday in honor of those who lost their lives on 9-11. Andrew Kinsey has the story. The show of solidarity is a yearly tradition by the Capitol Square Review and Advisory Board commemorating the 20th anniversary of the attacks. Many showed up to help place those flags, including Governor Mike DeWine. One volunteer telling us she wants to show her support. I don't personally have family that was over there, so I don't get that same feeling as they get. But being here, I feel like I'm helping to contribute to help ease some of the pain. A total of 2,977 flags were planted, one for each person killed. I'm Andrew Kinsey. At the request of Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther, the Federal Department of Justice will review the patterns and policies of the Columbus Division of Police, particularly when it comes to racial bias. More from Lacey Crisp. Mayor Ginther explained he asked for the DOJ to either or both review or place the Columbus Division of Police under a consent decree. Now, the DOJ responded saying they will review the division. This is not about one particular officer, policy, or incident. Rather, this is about reforming the entire institution of policing. So the Fraternal Order of Police sent a statement saying in part, we are confident in the leadership of Chief Bryant and that she will protect the integrity of the department. In Columbus, Lacey Crisp. Thousands of Toledo families are still in their homes because of a rental assistance program. Emma Henderson has the story. Pathway Inc. is offering assistance to those behind in rent and utilities, including Internet. The organization just got 19 million additional dollars allotted from the state and Department of Treasury. Jay Black with Pathway says the organization has already helped thousands and the demand in Toledo is still huge. Far more than we knew or predicted. And I believe that's why we've got such a large allotment this last round of funding. Emma Henderson in Toledo. 
The Ohio State Buckeyes are expecting more than 90,000 fans at their home opener tomorrow at the Shoe, so they've implemented some new pandemic-related safety measures. Tracy Townsend has the details. In order to reduce the spread of COVID-19, the university is really trying to go paperless and cashless. You'll want to get your tickets and parking passes on your phone. When you first walk through the gates, you'll see new metal detectors and pedestals, which you're going to use to scan your ticket from your phone, from your mobile phone. Make sure you have a mask with you. Masks are required in all indoor areas. You can take your mask off, though, when you are in your seat. I'm Tracy Townsend. Cleveland Browns fans are losing a major artery to connect with First Energy Stadium, creating new headaches with the start of the NFL season. Michael Kelly explains. RTA, the Regional Transit Authority, announced its transit trains on the waterfront line are being halted indefinitely due to decay in a bridge just west of the stadium. That removes one option for thousands of people who park and ride coming in from the west side suburbs. A temporary solution will be to install two towers supporting that bridge until a permanent solution is in place. Place. That's expected to take about two years. Until then, RTA says fans will have to hop off at Tower City and walk about a half mile north. Michael Kelly, ONN News. And construction continues on the largest indoor sports complex in North America. Steve Vaughn has more on the project. Spooky Nook owner Sam Byler gave an update to Hamilton City Council. He says they're now booking tournaments for a number of sports. Our bookings are solid. Um, we, we, are, we sent contracts now for uh, April through August. Uh, every weekend is booked. Uh, every weekend will bring between eight and 10,000 people a day. Byler says earlier dates may be added depending on construction, which was hampered when the steel frame of one building collapsed during a severe windstorm in March. Steve Vaughn, ONN. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.